This is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dewey. Releasing this episode a day later that my episodes normally come out. And I would love to tell you that that's a new split test that I'm doing for engagement or to see what's the best time for my audience. But it's because last week was pretty close to the longest week in my life and in my wife's life. And in the spirit of openness, I figured I'd share with you some of what's been going on over the last month and then more specifically the last week. Because you as a business owner, as a parent, as a spouse, have probably gone through some of these things. And if you haven't, there's a chance that you will. So I want to take you through some of my thoughts. There may be some distractions in the background. As I'm recording this, it's a little bit before 5 in the morning. And I have my uh, daughter Bria... Uh, in the office with me and that'll tie into the conversation as well so take a listen there's no script for this particular episode but there should be a few nuggets that can help you to understand that you're not the only one in so many different ways so why was last week the longest week It all goes back to daycare. Let's see, a month ago, my wife ended up going back to work at the uh, company she works at, and Ryan started daycare. Very nice daycare, which, for where I live, you'd expect them all to be. You'd also be surprised that they're not. I have a whole nother conversation to have about the business model of said daycares, but that might be a tangent too far for this episode but little Ryan he starts his daycare we go through all the mental support for him of the conversations around going learning meeting new people and expanding his horizons not an easy thing for us he's stayed at the house with home care from you know some of the grandparents since he was born And it's been, for me, very nice to be able to see my son on a daily basis when I'm working in my home office. Like, being able to have him come up, see what daddy does. Um, You know, we don't live in a society that does as much manual labor, you know, living on the farm and, you know, being able to see dad out with the, you know, animals, the plows, you know, doing physical labor, things of that nature. So it's nice to be able to show him some of the stuff that I'm working on, whether it's helping one of my clients through a particular problem or helping design a new marketing strategy or operations manual. That part was really cool. But he ends up going to daycare. And at the end of his first week, he comes back and is sick. They think it's a virus. 
they don't know what to do. And we're bringing him to the doctor every couple of days. He's getting a fever, congested, having all these things. And we, so the entire second week, we have to keep him out of school or daycare, playcare, whatever they call these things. So now we're into week two of him being sick and don't know what's going on. And fever's been 104 for a week. It's having, you know, the congestion issues, everything else. And scrambling to bring him to different appointments. And I'm going to just say this right now. For the love of God, can we please stop with the COVID nonsense? The x-ray techs are, when you're registering to go in, they're like, oh, well, is your child sick? It's like, yeah, the pediatrician ordered chest x-rays to check for pneumonia. Oh, well, what are the symptoms? Well, he's got a fever and he's coughing. Oh, that could be COVID. He can't come in. And I don't swear on the podcast very often, but I MF'd at a pretty robust level and went on an absolute daddy bear riot on the phone with the individual in question and I'm not saying that that's what you should do it's rather out of character for me but can we just get to the point and like hey my kid's actually sick we've had COVID it was like a two three day oh I have a fever cough cough can we just please get past that? Anyway, sorry for the little bit of a tangent here, but like fighting to get my child healthy and not being able to, you know, and it's the overnight care, the 24-7 anxiety and worry. Like, wh- what are we going to do to fix it? So in week two... He gets an ear infection, turns out both ears, and that's something you can finally treat with antibiotics because viral doesn't get fixed by medicine. Uh, That's just not how it works. So we're going through that. All right, great. You know, fever's kind of getting taken care of. So in the third week... Of this process, he's finally cleared, which means week four, we can send him back to school. Very excited, checking it all out. Um, I ended up bringing him a couple times that week. And at the end of the week, starts to seem a little bit like he's uh, going the wrong direction and all right, cool. So Saturday we bring him in. We're not sure what's going on, but the fever's creeping back up and the congestion's starting to come back up. And then that next week, so week four of this process, he's not going to school. So that might be now week five. Sorry, it's been one hell of a month. And we have to keep him out. So Saturday, doctors... Then what was it? Monday or Tuesday, he goes back in. Now he's RSV positive. Super duper. Great. Wonder where he got that. 
same place. On Wednesday, fever so bad, trouble breathing, and I had to bring him to the ER. And we end up there for, let's see, 7 at night till 2 in the morning. So that's 5, 7 hours worth of fun. And it's one of the hardest things to provide care for somebody that you can't fix. And we're not even to the worst part of this conversation yet. But I want to share all this with you. And I've got tears in my eyes. Because as a man, you're the protector. That's the that's the role that nature created for you. My wife is the nurturer and I'm the protector. <coughs> now, we both handle some of the things from both sides of that equation. There's obviously a balance and a harmony to a proper relationship. But my job is to make sure that nobody Fs with my family. Her job is to take care of the family, if that makes sense. And somebody's effing with our family and I don't know how to fix it. And I at this point I'd spent weeks of having to rush my son in to do a, a cool shower to bring his core temperature down and like all of these struggles and it's really rough and explain exactly what that feels like um if i've got an example from business from when my business was failing and I was putting in a hundred hours a week and scrambling and struggling and was just scattered all over the place. And it does feel a little bit like that. Just hitting an entire different part of your soul because it's your son. So we do the hospital. They give him nebulizer. They don't do any x-rays. But his O2 sats are coming back up. They were in the 80s. They're back up in the mid-90s. And they send us home. So that's Wednesday. A sidebar to all of this is I'm still doing my normal work. Like, none, none of that changed. Like, I still have to produce for my clients. And... I know that I'm missing things. And as a producer, you have to be able to be open and understand that and have that communication with your people. Like, look, I'm not in a great place right now. And I, I'm probably at 50% capacity. I can still provide value and I did but the focus was on my family because in the holy trinity of things there's take care of yourself take care of your family take care of everybody else and right now 
a lot of my focus is in that middle sphere. Now, if you're listening to this and we're 12 minutes in, there's a good chance you obviously are listening. You might hear that my voice isn't right either. I've been sick for a week and a half now, too. Um, Not awesome. Which takes us to Saturday. I go to the urgent care to get checked out because I felt like I had a knife in my ear the entire night. Turns out I have literally the worst ear infection that the doctor who's been practicing for 20 years has ever seen. I didn't think anything of it. I'm just so focused on taking care of my son, my daughter, my wife, who are all sick. And that is actually a great lesson to the trinity that I just mentioned. Take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of everybody else. Well, I wasn't taking care of myself, and there's a consequence to that. And that applies directly to your business, too. If you're not taking care of yourself, and you're giving everything to your business, your business probably isn't going to do well. And this is a conversation I've had with one of my clients that never has time to do calls, who allows his staff to schedule other meetings during our meeting time. And it's out of a sense of service, I think, I actually have a little bit more detailed thought on that, but for the purposes of this podcast, I'll leave it to the side for now. But it isn't serving my client. The client is very stressed out, running 100 miles an hour, and none of it is actually creating a better service for the client. It's just seeing more people. And at the end of the day, if you're so busy that you can't take a half hour for yourself, you don't actually have a business. You're just self-employed and your process isn't working. Which candidly is why I was hired on to help fix that. But you have to have somebody come to the realization that They need to take care of themselves first. And that's very hard. Especially for somebody like me that is a fixer that looks to create stability because I didn't have that as a kid. And a lot of the people that go through this part of the process have very similar mindsets and, you know, Issues, I guess you'll say, from childhood that lead to that. But earlier I was talking about Saturday, and that side story, while very appropriate, doesn't begin to touch on this part. So I go to urgent care, I've got that ear infection. (laughs) And, alright, great, this is just what it is. Well, my son's... Pulse oxen, it's now five in the morning. Oximeter, not 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 great at words. A little bit of Ron Burgundy over here, but 
he's tripping off in the 80s. Which, for those of you at home, it's not like, hey, an 80 is a B. No, an 80 is like a massive F. And your parents are probably going to whip your butt when you get home. Like, it's not a good number. So I pack a bag, bring him in. And while I'm there, thankfully, I know the system a little bit. I understand triage in the golden hour from my work as a battle space manager in the Marines and having to decide which medevacs were the most urgent based on their injuries and what facility to send them to. So I'm very familiar with some of the things that we look at. So I explain, hey, Sun's O2 sats are below 90. That's a major red flag, by the way. And his fever's been popping up to 104. Right now the fever's okay, but he's having trouble breathing. And... His oxygen is low. We need, like, he needs to be seen. And while there's that bit of a freak out about, like, I, my, my son's not getting air. That's not cool. That doesn't work. I'm also keeping his spirits up because that's part of your job is to take care of that. So I'm helping him with all these things. And we're sitting and waiting. Now, I probably have patience somewhere. Um, It's not one of my strong suits. I understand that. It comes from, like, just the way that my brain cycles. I can see through the presenting causes to get to the root of the issue pretty quickly. And... In this case, I I have to wait because there's other people, they're at capacity because a lot of people use the ER as their primary care. I'm not going to touch on that in this podcast, but if you know, you know. So my son starts to get a little bit worse and I go back up and I'm like, hey, he needs to be seen now. Like he hasn't gone through initial triage, so all they have are the notes that I gave them and... I gave them a couple key phrases that the medical community triggered, like, no, this is an immediate issue. So Ryan gets seen. Um, Shout out to uh, Tim, uh, ER nurse and Danbury Hospital. Uh, Fantastic individual. Um, Absolutely great dude. So we get Ryan checked out, and he's been there two days ago, so they've got some notes on him. And O2 levels in the low 90s. You know, having trouble breathing. You can see it, belly breathing and everything else. And he's just... Like, he's talkative, but you you know your, your own kid, and it's just not right. So we go sit down... And he's basically first in line as soon as a bed comes in. And my mother-in-law and her fiancé come down to take care of my daughter, come bring her to the hospital. Um, She gets there about the time we're in a room finally. 
and the doctor didn't want to do, you know, wasn't an x-ray wasn't on the list, but our pediatrician had said, you know, get, get images so we can see. So I politely request told said, Hey, we need to do x-rays. Um, cause they're concerned about pneumonia. Great. Let's get that done. Um, Really nice guy came in with a portable x-ray machine. Pretty sweet, actually. And my son was so beat down that he actually stood still for the x-ray, which isn't normally how he rolls. And we're just sitting and waiting. And I know this episode is one of my longer ones now, but like all of this stuff, the frustration, the not knowing, the waiting, the lack of control... It's really hard to stay optimistic and to stay positive and not be chippy. And I'm not saying that I did all of those things flawlessly. I might give myself a C- minus at that point. But I want to let you know it's also okay. Because whether it's taking care of your kids or taking care of your business, you're not expected to be perfect. In most people's lives, if you're at 51% good, you're above average, which, you know, average is literally 50%. That's how distribution charts work. But it's okay to be human sometimes. And here's where the really swift kick to the junk comes in. During this entire time, my six-month-old is starting to get sick and it's hard with a two-year-old but what do you do for a six-month-old and that's where we are now um she's with me right now because she woke up you know she's presenting a lot of the same things um the congestion some of the breathing issues and this has just been now a little bit over a month of absolute chaos and I don't know about you and your business and your life but that's challenging it's very challenging and you have to be able to produce but your number one focus is internally lensed instead of externally lensed and there's going to be frustrations that come with that. I was just talking to one of my coaches and it's a crippling feeling. You know, as I record this, it's November 1st. In October, I was going to launch a course for small business owners to help them with being able to acquire, schedule, and book out new clients in a manner that's two to three times more efficient than what they're doing at a minimum. Something that would bring hundreds of thousands of dollars in additional profits to the owner, generate you know, good couple million dollars in additional revenue for their business. And I've got the the deck, I've got the slides, I've got all the things but 
getting it out there, doing a proper promotion cycle, letting people know. It's one of the things where you just don't have the additional capacity to pour into others in the way that you would need to in order to do it. And that's hard to admit, to accept. But that that's where I personally feel right now. It's like I've got the ability to significantly impact other people. I have everything built out. I've got special guests and um, key vendors that I work with that have offered to help. And so much of my focus has been back on my family that it's sitting. I have 60 people on LinkedIn right now that are waiting for the information on this course, which creates stress and like that feeling of unease in your system when you know that there's all these things building up and building up. And, you know, this is one of the times where having the system that I do, you know, I base things on a blend of Lean Six Sigma, uh, the Agile methodologies. I bring in a lot of uh, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs and Claire Graves Spiral Dynamics. And I also utilize the Master Key System. And I know what I need to do to turn that master key. I know the four things I need to get done. And I just know that I don't have capacity right now. And in your business, you might need to make choices like that sometimes. Ironically enough, those are things that I help my business owner clients with is setting up the SOPs, the automation, and all of the behind the scenes things so that if need be, you can extricate yourself from your business. But the fun secret is I don't have some massive staff working behind me. Um, I do all this myself and then I have third-party vendors that I leverage where applicable. So I know how to fix it. But... I don't have the implementer inside of my business to do it currently. Right now it's me. And you might be in that position too. And I understand that frustration. You know, a lot of prospective clients, when we have our conversations, they want to know, are you legit? What have you done? You know, how do you understand what I'm going through? And, this podcast will probably be for that person. Yeah, no, I get it because I've done it and I've succeeded through it and I've thrived through it. And in this particular season of illness, I know that I'll get through it because this isn't my first rodeo. You know, I ran my own marketing company for the better part of 10 years around still being the, the Marine Reserves and you know, doing full-time classes and working 50, 60, 80, 100 hours a week. Like, I get how to do it. And that's probably the reason that I've still been productive and still been able to do my client calls and helping with revenue generation, 
you know, identifying funding sources, things of that nature. So if you're out there right now and whether it's your business that's sick or your children that are sick, I want you to understand that it's okay to feel that anxiety, that stress, that shortness of breath when you don't know what to do. But what's not acceptable is quitting, giving up. You still need to take care of the Holy Trinity, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and then take care of your business slash the rest of the universe. But make sure that you're still doing it with intention. Ironically enough, that's why this is the Intentional Disruption Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Demo. Do me a favor. Uh, we're top 10% in the world in uh, business right now. I don't ever foresee taking down Andy Frisella. It's not really the goal. But if you could throw me up a review, it's one to five stars. I don't much matter which it is. I'll read the feedback either way. Uh, bonus points for a funny um, review if you're on iTunes. could use a chuckle right now. But you can also do it on Spotify. Um, I think Amazon might have a rating system or wherever you listen to it. If you'd like to connect with me, uh, growwithdelta.com is my company website. I do have on LinkedIn uh, the Delta Enhancement Group uh, business page where I'll be posting some additional content and commentary uh, on LinkedIn. My personal profile is uh, just Mike Demo, um, the only one evidently, Mike Demo, so win there. Uh, Facebook, Mike Demo as well, tends to be pretty consistent. Let me know if you're going through the same things, and I'll be happy to help you but I appreciate listening today.